This is episode 114, No Laugh Track Podcast. Thank you to Circle of Heat, as always, for letting us play their music uh, at the beginning there. If you haven't yet, I see a few popping up recently. Uh, leave a review on iTunes. I love reading them, and it helps our uh, gives us a little more attention when people are doing searches for comedians. And we got some top-notch comics here, so we got to get people to hear it as much as possible. Let's get to the guest here. Welcome, Joe Zimmerman. Hey. Hey. Hey, I'm Joe. Joe, what's up, Joe? Thank you for having me. Yeah, nice to meet you, man. Good to be met. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to start off with a compliment to get you very comfortable, because that's what good hosts do. Oh. I watched your half-hour uh, special. What? I watched it last night, Oh, so it's fresh in my mind. Nice. I thought I couldn't make it over to the show here, which is what I like to do normally, but instead, I, uh, I was like, you know... I'm gonna, I, I knew that it existed, that you yeah. recently did your half hour on Comedy Central. Where did you find it? I'm curious. Well, this is what I'm getting to, okay. is I thought, well, I'll be able to look it up on demand on Comcast, yeah. and it'll just be there. It wasn't there. Right. Then I thought, well, maybe it's going to be on, uh, on Amazon Prime, where I can get it for free, because I'm yeah. a member. No. No. I paid. Joe. <laughs> oh, no. Joe, I paid $2.99. <laughs> Great. To watch your 23 minutes of stand-up last night. $2. Where'd you pay? At Amazon. Oh, okay. Amazon has it. I'm always... Because, yeah, it was. it's so weird because it came out in... July. July. Yeah. And I was like... I emailed some people and I was like, hey, where should I tell people how to get it? And just no response. And I'm like, I don't know how to get it I, other than iTunes and Amazon. Yeah. 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 And you have to pay. I guess you have to pay. Yeah. yeah. So you could actually. Thank you. There, there's a Derek delivering some water. Derek, here. thank you. Yeah. Hell yeah. So um, if you could actually order like the whole uh, season of uh, you know the half hour per episode, and it would be like five thousand dollars. I think <laughs> it's just like really? not that much, but it's oh. ridiculous. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think got... the whole season was fifteen or something like that, but then per episode is two ninety nine. Hopefully, they'll sell it all to Netflix or something mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, yeah. But I don't uh, know if they will, because I have trouble finding. I wanted to watch older half hour specials, and I had trouble finding them. I assume you don't get like a nickel of since I bought that. Not that I know of. That no, I... no, I don't get it. I don't no. get that. No chance. No. <sighs> I just get the set. I get the set fee, and then the rest is. Own rest, uh, Comedy Central owns it. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. So uh, let's let's start from the beginning here. First of all, we're at Acme. So was last night your first time here? Um, Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. But oh, yes. wait, today's Thursday. Yeah, so Tuesday it was Tuesday. I'm so used to doing this Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah. It was two days ago your first time here? First time to Acme. Everybody, every comic says it's the best club. So well, I've, they're right. I've been really excited to to come here, and it is. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and you're working with Cy. Working with Cy, who's great. I actually, I had heard good things about him, and uh, I know he's a great comic. So it was a fun to fun to uh, see him. Chad Daniels, who's a regular here. Yeah, and, we love Chad. A hero here. Uh, actually, told me about Cy. Oh, okay. So I was pleasantly surprised to to be working with. Oh, him. Oh, you've worked with Chad before. Yeah, I just met him at the in Nebraska at the. At the Great American Comedy Festival. Oh, and, uh, right on. Yeah, he was he was the best. He's the just just telling just in conversation. We were just like hanging on his every word. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I was told last week that Sai spoke very very highly of you. So, oh. well, told by who? 
Uh, <laughs> one of management here was that's cool. spreading a word that uh, Sai yeah, vouched for your uh, that's cool for your ability. Yeah, he said he, he said he listened to my album. I was very flattered. Yeah. So that's cool. See, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and Chad right now, actually, we should talk about that for a second. He and uh, Tom Segura, Pete Lee, and, of course, the owner of the club here, Louis Lee, yeah. no relation, are in, uh, <laughs> they're in China or, I don't know, maybe they're in Hong Kong right now. I'm not sure exactly where they are, but they're doing the Asia tour. That's cool. I can't imagine doing comedy in China. Have, where, where have you, have you got any exotic locations? Uh, Canada. Oh, <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> North of here, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm working on Melbourne, but no, I haven't I haven't done anything exotic. North Dakota is about the most exotic. <laughs> the most as far as different crowds, I would say North Dakota and Alabama <laughs> are the most different exotic crowds <laughs> okay. I've performed for. And and those two probably have nothing in common either. Very different. Yeah. Crowds in a unique way. Yeah. I North you must I'm not from this region, but you must be familiar with more familiar with North Dakota being from here. Uh, I know, yes. I did a show. I, I had so many weird experiences. I had a police officer follow me on the highway for an hour, just right behind me, and there was no other cars or anything, just a police officer right up on me for uh, an hour. I thought, mean I thought he was going to take me to jail or some weird jail. And then I had another show. I did a show, and then I stood outside... Uh, on the phone after the show uh-huh. to make a phone call. And the chef, the cook, kind of just came out and started staring at me. And he came over and was like, oh, you're the comedian. I was about to call the cops. I was like, why? And he's like, because you were standing out here. I'm like, it's the sidewalk. Huh? Like, there were just the strangest interactions and I just attribute it all to, I now have this weird North Dakota bizarre stereotype. We don't do that here, <laughs> buddy. That's bizarre. Wait, you were standing on the sidewalk. We sit on the sidewalk. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you have to think, like, what dissect that. Well, what would have been um, making a, it okay? Standing in a different part, sitting? It, it's uh, a restaurant. It was like 10 o'clock. I'm standing outside. I don't understand. I don't get it. What are you, some kind of paparazzi? <laughs> I mean, it's just so bizarre. I wish I, I wish I'd asked. I wish I'd inquired further. Of like, no, tell me why that this is weird. Why were you thinking about calling yeah, the cops? Yeah, and how did the cop ri- riding behind you end? He just which one? Which one of you pulled off the I road? I think he was just reading my play. I think he was just so bored because I was the only car on that highway. And then I think he was probably just reading my plates. Was he doing it for gas mileage? <laughs> and then maybe like. Maybe he was just waiting to see if I would go over the speed limit. <laughs> did was, you have cruise control? I, I did, but I but there was a, you know there's a speed limit sign every thirty miles, so I'm just going slow, hoping I'm going the right speed. Oh, you didn't? Know, Am I? Uh, I'm gonna guess it's sixty, maybe fifty five. What if it was eighty and you're going? 50? Yeah, I mean, but that's it. Just felt sketchy because it doesn't feel like you're in America. It feels like you're. Out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I uh, I was born and raised in St. Paul, Minnesota. Live in St. Paul right now. We're in Minneapolis right now. I don't believe I've ever been to North Dakota. Yeah, yeah. So and it's pa- close, but not that close. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. 
but there's probably more. You're probably more familiar with. Oh, absolutely. There's probably stereotypes. A- a- yes, absolutely. that I'm not aware of. A- absolutely, but I don't know the one about no talking outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one for me. And you could do that here. I don't know if you tested it yet, but if you go outside like Acme here, yeah, you can be on your phone. No, really? Yeah, oh well, yeah, stand, yeah, lean, yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, Minneapolis seems like seems pretty cool with we're, that. We're pretty cool with that here. <laughs> yeah, when you travel the rest of the country, you let people know. We're, yeah, we're fine. You can stand on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis, yeah, no love problem. it. Oh, no problem. Uh, how have the shows gone this week? Awesome, yeah. Uh, fun crowds and uh, Sai and Derek, the opener. Yeah, Derek Henkels. Yeah, yeah, very funny guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I got no nothing weird to report. I wish I had some weird audience stories. No, that's fine. That's yeah, good. Yeah, it's been fun. That's good. So where? Where did Joe Zimmerman first, uh, why, how did you end up a comedian? Why a comedian? Why not a uh, uh, carpenter, which is what Zimmerman means? Oh, huh? good. Yeah, nice. Huh? Yeah, you know your stuff. Pretty good, huh? Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people ask me if I'm Jewish because apparently Zimmerman sounds Jewish. Yeah, I wasn't going to ask that. And I have to be like, I'm not Jewish. It's actually a German mm-hmm. name. Right. Um, and Zimmerman means carpenter. Yeah, see? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So why not a carpenter? Why a comic? How did that happen? Uh, well, I went to college at Davidson College in North Carolina, and uh, I just realized I did not want a job, <laughs> like a day job. Yeah. Because I knew that much, um, and I, I actually played on the golf. I think the where it started was I played on the golf team, and you you do so many hours of golf that it was hard to keep up with. Um, the reading load and and uh, in high school in college in college yeah it was I, I couldn't keep up with the workload of college sure. and participation grade I remember the participation grade in British Romanticism my junior year was forty percent and I could not keep up with any reading and I was like I got to participate um, so I would just if I I realized if I could chime something in funny every now and then it would seem like I was participating oh, yeah more memorable yeah and uh. I got and the and the weird so so I started I started killing in this British romanticism. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying. I don't know what I was saying, but because I wasn't reading, but I was somehow like ta- tagging off what other people were saying. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And and then at a party, a fraternity party. I'm not. I wasn't in a fraternity, but I went to a party. I had this one guy, this one drunk guy, be like, "Hey, man." You're the reason I get up at 8 a.m. to go to British Romanticism. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man, you're just so funny. Holy shit. <laughs> so, like, so that, like, made my day that that this guy said I was funny. Yeah, and, yeah. And that that's the reason he goes to British Romanticism. <laughs> wow. to, to hear whatever I'm saying. Some frat boy. Yeah, to hear whatever I'm saying. So uh, I think that got me inspired to be like, yeah, I love being funny. <laughs> Did you say you should tell the teacher that? I got a good participation grade. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh no shit. And then, uh, so then after that, I was like, I gotta try comedy, and uh, I just. Uh, what I, were you going to school for? English. I mean, I went to Davidson to play golf, and uh, okay. But then I did an English major. Okay. But I had no idea, because uh, it's just something to do. People, yeah, people. Grown-ups give horrible advice because whenever you go to college, you, 
as soon as you go to college, they're like, what do you want to do with your degree? And I was like, I don't know. Oh, and, yeah. and then uh, everybody would be like, oh, well, you got plenty of time. And I was like, cool. And then I just like not think about it. <laughs> I, I, yes. Because I'm like, well, I got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. And then sophomore year, what are you going to do? Plenty of time. Junior year, plenty of time. Senior year, plenty of time. They're still saying it. Senior year. Yeah. Then you graduate. And now people are like, what do you do? And you're like, I don't know. And then they're like, ooh. Guess not go back to school? I don't know. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, you're out of time. So I think people give, I think humans give bad advice. Mm-hmm. Or not or not enough. I think yeah. that was my problem is I didn't get enough advice. They left me to my own decisions of going to college and blowing all this money I'm still paying back because I didn't graduate and oh, it was yeah. an undeci- undecided major. Like, yeah. I didn't even choose one. I just oh, right. you know, I still have the button or the uh the name tag I should say from my freshman orientation. It says Justin Severson, undecided. Which uh which school? Uh University of Minnesota, Duluth. So you got the student loans now. Mm, yeah, still to this day. People there should be a class that's like, Hey, this is college. You gotta take advantage of it. Start thinking about your career and start, you know, being active about it. Because yeah. this is when you should take advantage yeah. of it. That Seriously, time. dude, you can still smoke pot, but just like go to class and do the homework, not just smoke pot and go to class. Yes, because yeah. I could have, I could have got, I could have got involved in bringing comedians to school and stuff like that. But, yeah. I, but I was just like, I'll just start comedy after I graduate. <laughs> 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 I, I didn't know how things work. Nobody, to, nobody tells you anything. No, no, God, no, no. Did you have your parents uh, pushing you anything? I remember I was undecided for so long that my dad uh, gave me some like pamphlets on uh, blue-collar jobs. One of them was truck driver. Your dad gave you a truck driver pamphlet? Mm-hmm. That's such a weird thing for a parent to encourage. Yeah. Uh-huh. What does your dad do? Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Why did he want you to be a truck driver? I don't know. That's like the opposite of what? Uh, steady work, I guess. That's so weird. You'd think he would want you to be a, a teacher. At one point, I, I did. Uh, I, I to be completely honest, uh, I did switch to a. Uh, I thought for like two years when I went back to school that I was going to be an elementary uh, teacher. Yeah. So I did go towards that. I, I think I did end up choosing a communications, but I never graduated, so it's all really the same. And now you're in the radio world. Yes. Well, see, they say a teacher's child often becomes a, more of a creative entertainment type hmm. i don't know if that's true but that but both, my, but both my parents are teachers okay yeah and and yeah and my sister and i are both she's a yeah she's an artist like molds and paints and draws and like you know yeah like a hands-on like real artist not like a <laughs> radio person <laughs> yeah i think there's something about she yeah my parents are very supportive do whatever you want um, but then they were like, con- they were just like worried about comedy. They were not like, they're not like down on it. They're just like, can you make, are you going to be okay? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh, was there any, did any influence from your parents of like, uh, comedians? Like, did you, what, any, I think, you know, like, like for me, 
the only comedian like my parents and I ever like connected with uh, together together was would be Louis Anderson because he okay. was from here and you know my dad always Minnesotans you'll learn always like take such pride and if someone's from here like we just will we'll let you hear about it forever we're so proud of people that have made it big for Minnesota <laughs> when Louis first made it you know big on the Tonight Show and all that I remember my dad like you should really pay attention to this guy he's from St Paul like well, that's all you had to say <laughs> well. Yeah, I think my my dad was huge into Bob Dylan yeah. and songwriting, and so I got into songwriting at a young age, which kind of got me into being creative. Also with Zimmerman, Bob Dylan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I got into being creative through songwriting, and then um, I don't know how it shifted into comedy because neither of my parents really watch comedy. Um, but my dad is definitely funny. In fact... When I started comedy, I was like, "This is a, this is a, a shift. Like, this is very different than anything my dad has ever done." Because a lot of people say I'm very similar to my dad. Oh, like, okay. he loves golf, English. He's an English professor. Okay. So I kind of like a lot of the same things my dad does, and um, I was like, "Well, this is a definite change, of course, because he's not into comedy." Uh-huh. And uh, and then he was like, after I'd doing, been doing comedy for about a year, he was like, "You know what this reminds me of?" <laughs> When I did comedy, he he didn't really he he did a he did a two man comedy TV show public access right after he finished college. Holy and, crap! And he was like the straight man, and his friend was like the crazy guy, and they did a public access TV show in Michigan, Ann Arbor. Wow! Um, so he definitely ha- is funny and and has some of that. Like, he does some of that straight. He does some of that straight guy stuff. Where he plays dumb, yeah, yeah, to be funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you have you seen the the videos of any of these things he did? Does it exist? No, this would have been in the late '60s, so I doubt it exists. Yeah. Public access. Yeah. I doubt it. it it's nowhere to be found. I'm oh. sure. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great if it if it turned up someday? Oh, I bet it's somewhere in some Ann Arbor public access <laughs> archives. Check the library. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. I would love to see video of my dad acting like a clown from, <laughs> yeah. you know, 30 years ago. Yeah. I wouldn't believe my my eyes, that's for sure. But now he's the type that he watches Woody Allen movies. That's his comedy. Oh, yeah. And Woody okay. Allen movies are pretty serious. Yeah. Now. Uh-huh. But that's... But but that's... He's he's kind of a highbrow, highbrow comedy. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I get that. And then you did I, I saw uh, actually I was listening to your uh, album that I also purchased. Oh, thank so I'm in like thirteen bucks. Right <laughs> oh now. my gosh! I know. Oh, I could have come to the show last night for free. Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm I'm plucking money down like it's well, like it's I really nothing to me. Appreciate so. that. <laughs> uh, but you have a thing in there, only child, right? Only child. Only child. Yeah. 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 Uh, Do you think that has an uh, an effect on turning into a comic? Yeah. I would say you definitely spend a lot of time alone and uh the maybe the comedy part is like you're you're ten years old and you're at a dinner table with eight grown ups mm-hmm. and they're like asking you questions, so like you're kind of entertaining people as a kid, yeah yeah, yeah, but um but mainly just being alone a lot, I think got get got me cool with writing <laughs> yeah like i like being alone i like some solitude but people have a bad stereotype of only children they're like oh you're spoiled doesn't necessarily turn out that way yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. 
It's like I just I was just alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I my, I have this one sister, but she's uh, seven years younger. Yeah. So there's a lot of times where it was like I was a you know only child. Yeah. And I may I think it just definitely you spent a lot of time th- like the solitude as you put it. Yeah. Thinking. A lot of thinking. Yes. A lot of thinking. Yeah, I think it made it made me an overthinker, mm-hmm. if anything. Probably. I analyze things. I think. Does I that worry. make you worry about things? I you worry. just said it. Yeah. You said it at the same time. I, I actually just uh, I just learned in the last couple of months that I've had an anxiety problem. I didn't even know it, but I just like because people say I'm pretty laid back. Mm-hmm. I sound pre- pretty laid back. Yeah. But I but during the day I just kind of like just worry. I think that and that kind of wears you out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm reading this uh, anxiety workbook, and they say the key to not worrying, or the key to anxiety is to teach yourself that worrying isn't helping. But it's hard to convince yourself of that because I'm like, isn't worrying helping me? Yeah, right. <laughs> I tried to. Um, I went for a hike. This is my kind. This is the example of my kind of anxiety. I, I was in Colorado a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I gotta relax. So I was like, I got to take advantage, go for a hike. And uh, I forgot how dangerous hiking is. Uh-huh. Uh, the first sign going out there was uh, fire danger is moderate. Like that's a moderate amount of fire danger. Mm-hmm. Like why are you telling me mm-hmm. that? So I'm already worried. Right. Uh, and then the next sign is watch for falling boulders. I'm like, should I watch the road too or just for the boulders? <laughs> I think I should turn around now. And then I get to the trail and it's like uh, the first sign says uh, there's no fences. So beware of cliffs. I'm like, and then there's like copperheads and mountain lions and coyotes. I'm trying to call my parents to let them know I love them. (laughs) But my cell phone signals dead. I'm like, this is how every horror movie starts. I'm trying to relax. And now I'm just looking for lions and I'm thinking instead of instead of enjoying this beautiful mountainous Mesa Verde right uh, overlooking the Montezuma Valley I'm just like sounds beautiful I'm just thinking about what I'm going to do if I see a lion <laughs> I'm like first I pr- first I feel like I should pee myself I feel like I feel like the lion would be like I'm not going to eat him yeah and then I'm thinking I get near a cliff and then as he jumps at me I kind of like inertia him over the cliff sure so that's what I'm thinking about on this relaxing hike. I get to the end of the trail. There's people taking photos, uh, eating snacks. I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> I'm like, didn't you see the signs about boulders? Why am I the only one wearing a helmet? <laughs> so they, so the therapist is like, you got to learn not to worry. That's not helping. Yeah. Um, Ignore the signs. But, but like, I was kind of planning f- for a lion, like. If I hadn't been worrying and a lion had showed up, I feel like I would have just got mauled. You know what I mean? So I feel like worrying is helping, and I feel like I've got a long-term, <laughs> a long-term problem that's not going away anytime soon. No. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I got the hypochondria. I got it all. But I seem laid back. Everybody says I seem laid back. Mm-hmm. You, but, just, you do seem laid back. But it's weird. It's all in the head. Yeah. Have you, have you had a for real uh, panic attack? Uh, not that I knew of, but I do, what I've had is intense physical symptoms of like exo- painful exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out what that was. Um, like, like almost bedridden and uh, I couldn't figure out what that was, but 
one of the symptoms of chronic anxiety is is like chronic fatigue. Yeah. So now that I've relaxed more, I've had way more energy. I go to uh, like I take because I d- I have had like for real you know panic attacks. Yeah. It's been years because of medication. Yeah. But when you go in like every year, whenever it is, to get the you know medication again, and you have to fill out the little questionnaire like how. Uh, how often have you thought, uh, you know, about suicide in the last three weeks or two weeks, yeah. whatever it is? Like, zero, never. How often have you felt, like, overly tired? Like, well, <laughs> let's see. I have two kids. I have, th- like, three or four jobs. I work at 530 in the morning. Like, when am I? Yeah, I'm always tired. Yeah, yeah. Always. You know what? I have to do? I, am I unhealthy? Am I healthy? I'm, I'm tired. I'm just tired. You know, I got the secret. Yeah. I got the secret. What's that? Uh, they say one of the biggest anxiety provokers is caffeine. And I got off the caffeine. At first, you feel horrible because you're just tired. But after you get off it, you start to slowly feel way less anxiety and more energy. So really? I see you drinking a Red Bull. I'm concerned. Well, yeah, I have a long day ahead of me. And <laughs> no, no. I could not live with I love coffee, though. Even I do, like too. the taste, the smell. I love the I smell know. of coffee. I wanna, I'm telling myself I can return to it after I, get, if, after I learn to be more relaxed. So this is something that's new? Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know that anxiety was a problem. I was like, I got all these problems. But I didn't know that the problem was just me worrying about everything. <laughs> Like even that's things, not fair. <laughs> even things that don't make any sense to right. worry about. Yeah, like I just I think I was reading about what phobias are. Mm-hmm. Like the definition of a phobia, it's like something that you think about constantly and then you learn to avoid it. Uh, I had a f- what every symptom of phobia was doing my taxes. Like it was a full blown phobia. Like I, I've, I would just think that like I'm somehow going to get the taxes wrong and then go to jail, and then I would avoid. Do, like I didn't even make enough money last year to raise any red flags right, right. with the IRS. But I'm like, if I if I report something wrong, if I miss a 1099, they're going to find me and they're going to I'm going to go to jail. They're going to take money you never had. Yeah, <laughs> I I didn't like. Here's the thing, I don't even worry about paying. I don't even care about paying the government money. I'm like, happy, take my money. Just don't put me in jail. Like most people just don't want to pay money. I'm like, I just don't want to go to jail. Take my money. I've got I've got such a weird backwards perspective of the IRS. I'm like so afraid of them. I'm like, I just want you to have all my money and, and leave me alone. The, uh, the, la- the track that I, from your CD I was listening to just as I was pulling up here, uh, to Acme was the one. I think it's called Doppelganger. Is that what, oh, yeah, is that what yeah, the track yeah. is called? Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, that that one goes right along with what you're just saying. Yeah, jail phobia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Worrying or someone that looks like you <laughs> getting you into trouble. Or? Yeah, because people. I have <laughs> doppelgangers. People are like, "Hey, I saw you at the Whole Foods in New York City." And I was like, "I was at the Whole Foods in Minneapolis this week." And they're like, "Well, you must have." A, so you have somebody who looks exactly like you. I'm like, I hope he doesn't murder anybody. Yeah. Because that happens. People go to jail for the wrong reasons, which is also the same reason I don't want to get married. Not for the reason you think. It's because anytime a wife gets murdered, everybody's like, husband. Like a, a, a wife could drag up on the beach with a shark bitten head 
And there'd be at least one person who was like, bet the husband attacked her with a, sh- <laughs> with a shark. Yes. I knew he was a weirdo. <laughs> so, like, it's a weird thing to tell your girlfriend, like, hey, I love you, but can we just keep this casual? Because <laughs> if you get married, if we get married and then you get murdered, it would really suck for me. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, know how I mean? things change. But I feel like if we were just dating, the jury would, would let me off. Yeah, right. <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna show you. Uh, we don't. I, the um, internet reception down here underground in Acme is not very good. I'm gonna show you when we're done. Someone posted on my Facebook page last night, uh, and I chuckled when I was listening to your CD. Then today, oh, um, apparently, there's a TV show where people. I don't know, some tattoo show, some reality show, and there's okay. a guy on there. A friend of mine posted a picture of this guy on my Facebook page. He's like, "Dude, I'm just watching this. This guy looks exactly like you." Oh no! And he does. <laughs> You you even can tell? Yes. I said I I looked at it like three like after I saw it I was like whoa okay. Uh an hour later I went back and I'm like holy shit. This is just oh. shaking my head going god damn this guy does look like Do you know me. his name? It's Aaron something and he's on, on some tattoo shirt. inked uh, is it inked? Not it wasn't inked. Yeah. Tattoo uh, I don't know. I'll, to show, I'll post it on the uh, No Laugh Track yeah, Facebook you, so people can see that. I'll show you when we're done. Usually when people say that, you're like, nah, I no, don't really it's see there. it. It but is. But then if you see it, then that's About a, a year ago, I was getting teased that I looked like Edward Snowden from you know, okay, the uh, yeah. NSA. No. Yeah. There's a slight resemblance there. Not a lot. Just this, general. Yes. But this Aaron guy from this tattoo show, it's yeah. like, do I have a lost twin or something? It's really weird yeah. how much he looks like me. So my what I wrote on Facebook is I hope this guy be, I I had never heard of him and I you know you haven't I, but I thought I hope he becomes famous because uh, then I can yeah. only use this to you know oh yeah to promote the podcast like I want this guy to be uber famous. There's got to be at least there's got to be at least one perfect match in the world for every huge celebrity. Yeah, and those people must just like capitalize on that so hard yeah just like yeah i'm i am brad pitt yes <laughs> that's me i am aaron the tattoo artist that is me yes i also host a podcast in minneapolis i hope i wish nothing but the best for this guy yeah honestly uh for the front view dead on i mean it's crazy how much wow but then side view he doesn't really have a chin Okay, but it, he has a goatee like I do. So, but it kind of hides that from the uh, straight-on headshot yeah. side profile. Not much of a chin. Okay, so that yeah. if he uh, shows up here, you'll know it's not me if you check out the chin. Okay, I'll, so, I'll look for the chin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, <laughs> when I, when I see you next time, I'll double check your chin, <laughs> please, to make sure it's not the tattoo guy. <laughs> My chinny chin chin. I um. When I was looking at your CD uh, on uh, Amazon last night, sure, it yeah. has a review, and I want it, I want you to explain the review because oh. I have a feeling like the person must know you or something. Wow, I don't. And on Amazon, I'm familiar with the iTunes reviews. I don't know if I've seen the Amazon reviews. Okay, well, I'm going to read it to you here. Okay, solid, clean, smart, very funny. <laughs> a maturing professional on his way. Zimmerman is the funniest Davidson alumnus since Dean Rusk. <laughs> okay, well that's but definitely- less controversial. Explain. I have not seen that post. That's definitely a Davidson alum. Okay. Where I went to college. I figured. And they said they said what since Dean Rusk? Uh is the funniest Davidson alumnus since Dean Rusk, but less controversial. Okay. See, I'm not even up on Davidson politics, but apparently our former dean did something bad 
and I don't even know what it is. So it's not like Dean, like his first name's Dean. It's Dean as in the college Dean, Dean Rusk. I believe it was, yeah, I believe it's the Dean of the college was Dean Rusk. I could be, I'm that far, I'm that out of the loop. (laughs) What? No, I'm confused. Dean Rusk, I believe, was the Dean. You're saying his name's Dean Dean Rusk? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Now I'm confused. Maybe it is Dean Rusk. Maybe he wasn't the Dean. Maybe I thought he was the Dean. I thought he was the Dean. That's his name. He, maybe it was something else. Do we have time to look it up or not? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, apparently Dean Rusk did something controversial because I remember some hullabaloo about something, but now I don't remember what it was, so I'm going to have to look it up. Okay. But that sounds like a Davidson alum. It sounds like somebody I don't know that well, but I could be wrong. Mm, having some fun with you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, g- Talk about the iTunes ones, because I think I saw on your website, did you tr- did you give out a prize? Did you oh, um, did you commemorate, or am I bringing something up that never happened? Oh, I was actually going to give it, I'm going to give it to Pete, Pete uh, one, Pete one, uh, Peter Myers from Minneapolis one, and I'm going to give him the prize this week. For real? Yeah, yeah. How did that, really? Is it someone you know? Yeah, he, he was the, yeah, he's the somebody I know, okay. and he had the post, he had the funniest post on there on iTunes. Do you know it? Um, I would have to look it oh. up. To do it by heart, oh, but, okay. but he did a funny one. Uh, but yeah, I did a contest for funniest iTunes review, and I got some funny ones. Yeah, there yeah. are some good ones. I, I read a few of them, but I did not print them out, so I don't have them here. So people are gonna have to look uh, them up themselves. But yeah, I was really happy. Uh, that was my first album, and I was happy with how it how it came out. Yeah, we should say it's called. It's called Smiling at Wolves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been going through a process of turning over new material. I'm doing mostly. Uh, I'm doing mostly different material now. I would Are you? S- there's a little bit of overlap still, but I'm trying to turn over a new hour. So that's been fun to Sweet. do that. Yeah. Where did you record this one? That was in Asheville, North Carolina, where I where I where I was living before New York City. And it's kind of a fun, hippie, creative, artsy town. Uh and it was a lot of fun to that's kind of where I developed my comedy was in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh okay. Starting out. Yeah. Same club then? It was just a little music venue because there's no comedy club there. But oh, okay. it, yeah, it was a music sure, venue sure. called Lexington Avenue Brewery, uh, which apparently is shut down right now because apparently a metal band just like killed a pig on stage oh. and there was like pig's blood all over the place. So apparently Lab is temporarily closed, but I didn't. I didn't cause any of that no. pig's blood. No blood on I can't stage. imagine a metal band doing killing a pig in there because it seats like 80 people. It's a pretty intimate venue. It's hard to imagine how that would have occurred. Swedish death metal. They don't have big, you know, they yeah. don't have big, uh, you know, they don't draw large crowds, but very loyal. Yeah. I'm making that up. Yeah, but yeah. It's probably true. It's ironic, though, because it's a gastropub, which is like farm to table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They went farm to stage. <laughs> I hope they ate the. If they were really doing the full gastropub thing, they would have had a. They would have had ham for dinner that evening. Yeah, everybody left with a piece then. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. You were on Last Comic Standing. Whoa! I forgot about that too. Did yeah. that happen? I was on Last Comic Standing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Are you happy with that? Are you glad you did it? Be honest. Come on. Well, yeah, yeah. I, it wasn't. It was like they invited me to do it, so I was like, "All right." And uh, I didn't have to. I didn't have to audition or anything. Awesome. And then um, 
I did my set and the the crowd response was great and then Roseanne said something real nice and I do have that here in front Russell of Russell Peters said something real nice and then Damon Wayans was like you're a little too quiet <laughs> basically is what he said and I was like alright and uh did you go when did you do stand up what are you talking about <laughs> and uh yeah so he's like too quiet alright and uh and then I, and then I, yeah, I was I was happy with the set. They they picked five people. I did a in my round there were twenty five people, and they picked five people to advance. So like, they were a lot of good comics. Yeah, um, I didn't feel weird about not advancing from there. Uh, and then uh, apparently, Russell Peters did an interview where he was like, "Yeah, we, we there was some great comics. We I really regret not advancing Joe Zimmerman." Oh really? <laughs> so like, yeah, I got they were nice about it and. And and I've had a lot of people come out to shows that saw me on Last Comic Standing. Well, perfect, then. It was a great thing. So, yeah, I've had nothing but positive things from it. This is a re... Uh, I'm, is this fun when I read reviews that people put online about you? I only read the positive ones. Yeah, I don't know what... It what, says... Uh, what's it from? I don't even remember. This is credited to I don't remember. Okay. But this person said, Then there was Joe Zimmerman. He had a sarcastic wit about him, and it showed all throughout his dialogue. Oh, no. Admittedly, he drifted away from the mic a few times, and that made it hard to hear him, but oh, both quiet. the crowd and judges loved him. Rosie called him likable and unique, so already has, he has one up on the only other contestant that went before him. So that was uh, a review, like, you know, that first night there. Oh, I never saw that. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? It says... Uh, I, like that they th- I like that everybody thinks that I drifted away from the mic because of what... <laughs> Keenan Wayans said I did not just for the record I did not drift away from the mic <laughs> the crowd could hear me <laughs> that's like that's like it's so ironic because you're like okay next time I do a show I guess I'll um, I'll ask the sound guy to, to turn up the mic level that's usually what happens yeah. at live shows is you, <laughs> is you turn up the mic volume <laughs> Yeah, what if you just would have came down? You have no future, son. Uh, obviously, you don't know how to use a microphone. This is not something that can ever be fixed. Drifted away from you, the you mic. Drifted. You, you drifted your way right out of uh, comedy. There's a technique in stand-up where you purposely move the mic further away from your mouth to get quieter. Mm-hmm. But no credit for that. Freaking, it's not the Wayans way. They were hard on some. The judges were really surprisingly hard on some comics that are really good, and which was unexpected. Do you, do you agree with sarcastic? A lot of people say I'm sarcastic. I don't... I guess I'm occasionally sarcastic, but I think they just hear my... I think they just hear my my voice and it sounds sarcastic, but a lot of times I'll give people a genuine compliment. I'm like, hey, I really like... I really like your hoodie. I really like your hoodie, Justin. Thanks. And, and people are like, are you... I can't tell. Or are you being a dick? Or? I can't... Why are you being a jerk about my hoodie? I'm like, no, I like your hoodie. I love it. And I just, I have a trouble, I have trouble differentiating sincerity with sarcasm. How does that work with the ladies? Oh, uh, yeah. They, they, they can't tell if I'm complimenting them or being mean, which honestly works great because sometimes. Sometimes women, you are being mean. Cause women, well, no, because sometimes women like a guy that like negs them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's a dick. I kind of like him. Yeah. Which is good because I'm really just being nice. Which, which doesn't attract anybody. Right. 
So I'm like, thank goodness I sound sarcastic because, whoo, that almost sounded just like a nice guy. <laughs> I got a little more. I got a little more bad boy credit thanks to my undifferentiating voice. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Hey, are you uh, are you selling the CDs at the show here? Um, I have been I have been selling the CDs, but people have coming up to me and be like, I don't have a CD player, so I try trying something different this week. I got a, a digital download card. Okay. Um, where you can where I just give you the digital download um, for five dollars, or um, if people sign up for my email list, I, I'm giving it to them free. What? Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to put more f- emphasis on uh, on getting getting. Uh, people to come back to shows in the future and getting the getting the album out there well that's a hell of a deal yeah <clears throat> i paid ten dollars i know <laughs> i feel bad i'm happy to but i have been selling the cd for ten dollars up until this week now i'm trying the i'm trying the free digital download oh well the people last night or last week are really happy to hear that <laughs> <laughs> i know really got ripped off sorry if portland you came out, or wherever you, if you were. came out two weeks ago but some people like the cd because they want you to like they want a souvenir and they want it signed mm-hmm. but i'm just i'm just trying it this way i don't know which way is better finding out trial and error i uh i i still like physical you know but i'm not in my 20s anymore so i you know grew up buying cds yeah barely in my 30s anymore well, maybe i'll give so you know I still like a physical CD, but I also end up, you know, loading it onto my, you know, iPhone anyway. Well, maybe I'll get physical CDs then and just have the option. Exactly. Yeah. Have the option. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad I could help that. I appreciate that. I need that feedback. We got some more time here. Let's talk about some more stuff, Joe. What oh. was Beards of Comedy? Sure. That wrapped up a couple of years ago? Yeah. We, uh, well, I started in the Southeast and, uh, you do a lot of crappy bar gigs for rednecks <laughs> and, uh. I learned I kind of kind of wanted to do something a little more on our, my own terms so started a group called the Beards of Comedy with uh friends comedians with like-minded uh sensibilities uh-huh. and uh yeah we toured for 4 years as the Beards of Comedy four dudes with beards and uh we did not tell all jokes about beards we were just four dudes with beards sure. and uh it was fun. We uh, we we did tours where we 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 had this was when we were just starting out in comedy, and we had Brian Regan do a guest spot. I met Brian Regan, awesome, who now I've stayed in touch with. And then Maria Bamford had did a guest spot at one of our shows. Kyle Kinane. So we did this little DIY tour in these little bar venues, but we got all sorts of um, met all sorts of great people through doing it, and uh, it was fun. It was like getting the experience of being in a band a little bit because we were in a van together oh awesome and kind of started to get annoyed with each other okay sure but not just like, like a real band but not like not like bad annoyed it's just like you're in a van with three other dudes mm-hmm. you're like ah it's too crowded yeah well we talked about it sometimes solitude is nice yeah yeah so we toured for four years and uh it was great we just did a farewell tour about a year and a half ago and uh we're still all good friends. Yeah. Are people begging for a reunion already? Uh, yeah. People are just like, when is the beards coming back? People are dying to know. Kickstarter. <laughs> uh, we, we had we're going to get you a new van. When we, when we did our farewell tour, we were like, maybe someday 
we can do kind of like a documentary type reunion tour in the future down the road when when we've all progressed quite a bit like if a lot changes are the other guys still doing comedy or yeah um dave is doing great in la he he just did a the late late show with craig ferguson and he just did a food he just was the star he was the main person in a food documentary that's going to come out soon where he was on a juice diet um andy just put out an album that did very well um and he's he's he might get to do an hour special in the next year or two with netflix um and then uh and then tj is doing comedy in new york he's doing great and uh so yeah everybody's doing it we were thinking if we all progress go down our own paths we might try to come back and do some sort of documentary reunion when we're all different people yeah yeah stuff like that oh i think that'd be cool so you're living in New York now, you said? I'm in New York City, yeah. How Queens. I love it. You uh, I've been there for three years, and the first year was very depressing because it's, so, uh, it's so hard there. But uh, once you're there, you're just like, I was kind of blown away by how hard people work because you kind of have to work hard or, or else the city is like, we're too expensive for you <laughs> because the rent goes up every year. So what kind get, of place? I always curious. What kind of place do you live in? Do you mind saying? Oh, I, when I moved to New York, it was horrible. Now I live in a nice, for me, for for New York standards, a nice studio apartment with my girlfriend. So I live in a tiny place. Okay, but it's nice by New York standards because it's because it's right by the park in Queens. It's right by the river, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really happy with with where I live. But yeah, I mean the cost of living is insane. What was the first place like when you moved there? The first place I actually lived with TJ, one of the beards of beards of comedy, and okay. we lived. We live. We lived in a two bedroom. We paid seven hundred each to live in like, basically right by the projects, mm-hmm. in uh, Bed Stuy, Brooklyn, which is what they rap about. Right, that's yeah. the only way I know about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's rap music. So I lived in a neighborhood for seven hundred a month where there were fleets of cops walking down the street um and that's 700 a month to split an apartment yeah uh but yeah the, we we moved in to bedside and we 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 walked around the neighborhood that night and we asked one of the police officers he's like any advice for this neighborhood and he was like move <laughs> get out of here and the other cop was like ah it's not that bad he's like leave yeah they were like we learned after we moved out that there was a murder right at the footsteps of our building like the week before we moved in nice so yeah Yeah. new york cost of living is high yeah (laughs) yeah and you may have to step over a body so you got to work you got to work harder because i was in Asheville and it just felt like i was retired because it's like uh ease of living is so comfortable i imagine so and then you go to new york and you work harder and the comedy the comics are there's so many good comics because comics move over the years they move all the good a lot of the good minneapolis comics slowly moved to la and mm-hmm, new york mm-hmm, absolutely so you've got generations of the best comics just tucked away <laughs> yeah yeah that you've never even heard of yeah all over new york <laughs> you have a car i do a ford focus three hundred forty-two thousand miles on it i would love to get a ford sponsorship ford's been ignoring me up to this point but it's got 342,000 miles on it. I feel like 
I feel like I'm making a good case for Ford being a high mileage car. You're the one. Yeah. Where is the car now? It's parked in New York City by my apartment. You have on street or off street parking for this car with how much are you paying to store a car with three hundred and forty thousand miles on it? That's another benefit of my new place. There's no street cleaning, so it's on the street. Wow, no street sweeping. That's rare, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like living in paradise. Do you leave the doors locked or unlocked? I leave them locked. I've never had any New York break-ins. Yeah. It's actually a really relatively per capita. It's a really one of the safest cities per capita. And you got that hot car, so. Yeah. I don't think anybody's trying to get in there. <laughs> no, it's just empty. And as long as you don't leave anything valuable inside. There must be a dead body in here. Why is this car still here? And apparently Ford Focus, uh, one of the hardest cars to uh, carjack. Oh, is that right? So, I mean, it's really killing it for me. Yeah. The Ford Focus. <laughs> it took me to North Dakota and back. It's taking me all over the country. That's the one you were in when the officer was following yeah, you? Yeah, I've had it since I started comedy and. 2006. Wow. It's taken me everywhere. Yeah. You better make it a decade. You got to keep that thing I know. Right. I want it to get to 400,000 miles. I'm on the journey to 400,000 miles. Have you looked it up? Is there some sort of record you need to break? I've Googled Ford Focus mileage, mm-hmm. and I, I found one guy posted that he had like 440,000 miles on his Ford Focus, but I've got no like, I've got no like record of, I don't, there's no record system it's public but i'm assuming i'm assuming there's a ford focus out there with like maybe five hundred thousand miles on it but i could be right up to the top well he needs to be destroyed yeah and his car yeah whoever that is hey uh another thing of yours i watched was the uh, craig ferguson oh man you're really i'm really feeling flattered i right do now. my research man <laughs> yeah that was uh how, how was that oh for that, you it was great it was my first late night show and it's all very intense because I recorded on Friday and I got a call on Wednesday evening that was like, hey, can you do Craig Ferguson on Friday? And I was like, sure. And he's like, all right, you got to book a plane ticket. So I booked a plane ticket that night to fly Thursday. So I'm flying Thursday, sending them the trans. You have to send them the transcript for what you're going to say sure. so that you don't have any problems with advertising mm-hmm. or, or legal mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm sending them the transcript for what I'm going to say from an airplane on my way to LA I don't even know if it's approved my set's approved because they didn't even I, I didn't even send them my set they were just like hey you want to do it so like Thursday night they're like we, we just can't do this one joke so like Thursday night I'm trying to run the set in LA but I'm trying to change it up. And then Friday you record that afternoon and it's on the air forever or it's, you know, there forever. You only get one shot at it. So yeah. it's, it's a, it's, it's surprisingly high pressure, but to only have one shot at it, but it went great. I was happy with it. Did they air it that night? And then that was the other weird part. Cause I know they don't always do that. It was a pre-recorded show. Cause he, he took, th- he took some of November off. It aired two months later. <laughs> No in November, weird. yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. But it was a lot of fun. It was really nice, very complimentary, and it was just all kind of a blur. Did you cross paths with any celebs when you were there? I did not. I did not. It was I actually I Dave Stone came out from the Beards of Comedy. We ate snack we ate snacks in the snack room. 
And that was my experience. That was it. It was very low key. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Just free food. <clears throat> free food and a and a limo, car service. Well, it's not too bad. Yeah, but it was very low key. I was telling my uh so the guy I work with um, Bill, he's a uh, listens to ever. He'll he's going to be smiling right now listening to this because uh, he listens to all the episodes. And I was hey telling, Bill. yeah, hey Bill, see you tomorrow morning. And uh, he was, I was t- describing you to him uh, this morning. Uh-huh. He's like, so what do you know about Joe Zimmerman? I said, well, I was, uh, you know, I've been watching a bunch of stuff and reading and everything. And I was like, you know what? I said, I don't know if he ever swears. I said, I listen to quite a bit of his stuff, and it's, like, all clean. And oh. I was telling Bill, I'm like, I think I could actually, from what I've heard, I could play this in front of my kids, and that's rare. And I don't uh, – so he was – so Bill said to me that he, he's like, I don't think I have any CDs that don't have any comedy CDs that don't have any swearing. He's like, that always impresses me when someone can do a whole act staying clean. Yeah. Well, thank you. I try, um, I try really hard for the CD to make it clean so that – Cause so that hypothetically kids could listen, um, and I, I want that. Um, really, you really were conscious of that? Yeah, because so much of like what for a, so much of stand up does get a little dirty. That I just wanted to try my best to not be not I, like not. I don't have anything against being dirty. I just just so much of the audience becomes limited if you're dirty. Yeah. So I was trying to trying to make the album clean um so that it could reach uh as many people as wanted to listen to it because otherwise if i was just doing if i but if, if if i do my live show i might i might like curse twice and i still have people be like oh you're squeaky clean and i'm yeah. like I, I did curse twice <laughs> so like if you curse twice you might as well just leave those out of your cd uh-huh. yeah. you know what i mean yeah that way it doesn't say explicit yeah where were they? I never even heard them. Explicit yeah. on the label. That seems so weird. I can't imagine. I think on Amazon, even though it's clean, on Amazon it still says explicit just because it's stand-up. Oh, really? But I hate that. I kind of hate that stereotype that just it, just because it's comedy, it's going to be dirty. Yeah. Well, it's just definitely the majority is that's yeah. popular. I mean, I mean, And I think doing shows... In at night in clubs with people drinking, it's like it is more challenging to be completely clean because I mean, it's more fun to it can be a little more fun sometimes to let loose. So sometimes live shows, live shows I won't be squeaky clean mm, okay. by any means. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm uh, my I've said this on the podcast before. My kids really liked um, one of the last times I talked to Pete Lee on the uh, show here I pulled up his one of his Comedy Central specials and was playing it my kids were sitting next to me and was like okay yep yep clean 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 and then it was like innuendo uh, okay we gotta go we gotta bail we gotta bail (laughs) no a little too far yeah yeah a little too far nothing's like you know I mean you can't I'm not offended by anything that's you know vile graphic foul a guy that couldn't care less but uh, you know it was nice to be able to share something with my kids especially something that I love so much which is comedy you know they ask me about you know they can't listen they don't listen to this podcast you know but I do talk about it and it's be nice to share you know something that was my that was my ideal that was my ideal for the album was like like so many kids have listened to Bill Cosby albums because they're allowed to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I wanted it if I wanted hypothetically if parents wanted their kids to listen, I wanted it to be possible. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, I was conscious of that. That's good. Yeah. That's really impressive. Well, what do you think? Is there? We're just getting about about that time where I need to leave soon to go pick up these kids I've been talking about. Cool. Uh, is there anything else we should be mentioning about you? You want to get out there? Uh, Twitter. I'm on the Twitter at Joe Zimmerman. Uh, let's see the the album. Yeah, you, you name the big ones: the album and the the half hour. I'm excited about both of those, which you can find online through various sources which you found which i yes it, it is possible uh, also the john oliver uh, appearance that oh one, yeah you can watch that one is free on amazon prime oh is it mm-hmm. i didn't even know that cool yeah. oh very cool i think so I, I watched it somewhere maybe it was itunes now i'm just confusing anyone just search it yourself you'll find it the john oliver yeah um but mostly uh the yeah mostly twitter yeah twitter would be great yeah if you want to hit me up on twitter and then I, I did just think of one other thing I want to ask you. So with the you know relatively clean material, do you try to get these corporate gigs a lot of people do? Um, I don't try um, because I don't like I don't think I'm very business savvy. <laughs> what? Um, like I don't know. I I do a very pretty. Re- I I can do a clean hour, but it's not like it's not like Pepsi's like hey you're clean come. Let's give you twenty thousand dollars to come work for us. Like, I don't know how to reach out to these people to let them know I'm. Oh, cool. okay. Like, if if I knew how to get in touch with Coca Cola and Nike to let them know I'm clean. Well, geez, man, I, there's I talk to comics every every other week here that get these corporate gigs, man. That uh, th- you know, like, oh, I got a half hour I could do for the you know company the the corporates. Yeah, yeah. I think it has to do with you, having. You need to meet that right person. Yeah, I think. I think there's certain corporate agents out there that get you in touch with corporate gigs. Um, I got a really awesome, I just got a really awesome agent, um, one of the big ones with Gersh in L.A., who's booking me at all the best comedy clubs. I was going to say, obviously you're here, so something's going right. He's booking me at all the best comedy clubs and best college gigs, but I very rarely do corporates. I'm not sure why. Hmm. I think I'm still, I I think I'm still, like a lot of, it seems like a lot of older comics do corporates. Mm-hmm. So I think people still sort of view me as a younger comic, maybe. I don't know. Mm, interesting. Well, you know what? Now I think about it, it is, it is it does tend to be people that kind of like stay in one spot, though, too. Like, yeah. you know, if you're a Minneapolis comic, sure, you can do, do Acme, you know, once a year, twice a year. But then if you're not going to go out and do them to get some work around here and you're doing yeah. corporate stuff. Well, I know, I know I'm friends with Mary Mack and Tim Harmston yeah. who do a lot of corporate. Yeah, they do So I lot. think it might be a, a Minnesota thing because cause they do more corporates than most comics I know. Yeah. Yeah. That might, that must be it. I must be hanging out with them too. But, but hey, what I'm saying is I just, I want everybody to write to Nike and let them know I'm available for, for tons of money to do their giant corporate gigs. <laughs> That'd be awesome if they want to helicopter me in. Any other companies you'd like to? McDonald's? Actually, my favorite um, corporations are Chipotle, okay. Panera Bread, yeah. Starbucks, mm-hmm. and uh, I love G- oh, Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Ford. Those are my five. Okay. Yep. If you're listening, <laughs> Mr. Starbucks... Jimmy of Jimmy John's. Yeah. Give us a call. Don't call us. We don't have a phone. I feel like they just have so much money and they're just ready to spend it. 
That's my that's my just association with corporations. Yes, <laughs> they just got billions of dollars to throw away. As soon as they pick up the phone when you call, it'll all be set in stone. Yeah. Yes. Well, Joe, it's been awesome. I hope oh. people come and see your shows. I'm uh, disappointed I didn't get to. Well, you saw all my content. I've seen everything, but I didn't see it live. So people ought to come out here. You're here at Acme through Saturday. Yeah. With Cy and Derek. Yeah, it's a great show. Everybody's good. I agree. I can vouch for him. All good. And Cy normally headlines. Damn right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. But you said not this week, pal. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) No, you didn't say that. I didn't say that. (laughs) He's great. There's room for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you got the yeah you got the you got the two headliners back to back. Damn right, it's a damn good show. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thanks C- for having me. It's fun. Continued success, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you.